What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. And Shad. We hope that you've been having an awesome week. Talking about vulnerability. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. You guys did a good job last week. Thank you. So which one do you want to go first? Amy's choice. Because I could see it going either way. I mean, she hasn't been on in a couple of shows, so she might want to be the first one to go. Or maybe she wants to share what she asked for last, and <laughs> she hasn't been and wants to be whatever. So what does Amy want to do? Uh, <laughs> um, Why does it sound like Tina from Bob's Burgers? <laughs> <laughs> the audio listeners like, what? <laughs> um, no, I... Um, like honestly, like last week, um, like there's so much, the like the things that I wanted to come across and to be said were said in the episode, and it was like, um, you know, like I, like I had Zach share, like a song lyric that I had, and that was, that was just kind of part of my journey with being comfortable with being vulnerable. Because I used to absolutely hate the word vulnerable. <clears throat> yeah. The meaning, the feeling. Um, you know, because there were just a lot of things in my life that I didn't want to be open about. Because, you know, it was either trying to hide something. I was hurt by something. You know, whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. And um, But God really has shown me in the last couple of years, he's like, when you know that you're deeply loved and when that love like overflows, it's like, it's okay to like put yourself out there because if you, even if you face rejection from other people, like you can always come back to me and I'm not going to reject you. And, um, and I've, I mean, I've dealt with rejection and, um, you know, whether it's being misunderstood or just outright rejected, like, um, I've dealt with that my whole life, but in the last couple of years, it's just been seeing it in a totally different light because it's like, you know, if I'm genuinely loving somebody, like I'm not you know, I'm, I'm representing him. And I know like the word says like, you know, if they reject you, it's cause they're rejecting me. And, um, and he can take rejection a lot better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I have some other things, but, um, no, I just, I can't, I can't say it enough. Like it really, um, last week, like it just, it covered so much of what I wanted, but I really wanted to go deeper with, um, just our personal experiences with vulnerability. I know like we kind of, you guys kind of opened up last week, but I really felt like there was more that we could elaborate with, um, as far as going deeper about personal experience. Um, so I don't know what y'all have to say about that but yeah um, one thing that you were talking about rejection that harkens back to what you had wrote last week you know when you were journaling you know vulnerability 
is like I can't remember how you exactly worded it. Do you remember? Um, I'm not sure. It was like <laughs> vulnerability. It was like the it was like willing to be wounded or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. It had something yeah. with that, and then like rejection, and it it sums it up really well. The thing that I have been dealing with, um, especially when I'm teaching, like I've I've taken over like our Sunday school class uh, at church, and I've been having a ton of fun because I've literally been talking about the Shema for like seven weeks, <laughs> seven or eight weeks, almost two months. Now. Since Gulf Breeze, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a full blown problem, <laughs> not a problem. But, yeah. but like God has been revealing a ton of stuff to me but something that he's been pushing me to do is as I'm teaching I have to be very vulnerable and use experiences that I'm going through uh, and I, not to brag on myself you know it's you know listening to the Lord and it's it's opening more doors to people to accept because so many times pastors or teachers, you know, it might not be intentional, but I know when I was teaching over the first few years, like I wanted to act like I knew everything. Mm-hmm. And when we're in the church, we cannot act like that. We have, you know, when we're being disciples, we have to be, you know, honest with one another and be vulnerable so people can learn. I think, um, Cause there's like, I think there's a vein of like, we feel like we can't be vulnerable. And then people also like teachers and preachers also that get up and like just vent about things as well. And it's like, it's not necessarily being in the middle, but being, being honest in a way that's constructive and not just, you know, I don't know, like, I've just, I've heard so many passive-aggressive messages, and I know, like, I've probably done it myself at some point. It's just like, oh, I'm being vulnerable with you, and I'm, you know, giving my testimony and everything, but really, I'm just, I'm still angry about something that's going on. And it's like, you know, it, there's, I think there's two, yeah two different negative camps Mm -hmm. and it's like it doesn't have to be either one of those like you can be vulnerable and honest for the sake of bettering others um and even you know um, releasing you can release something for yourself but in a constructive way to help others yeah i think the holy spirit is like the good like parameter it's like am i doing this because i'm angry am i doing this to teach and like having the holy spirit kind of guide because it is very easy to like just use the word as like a blunt instrument instead of this very strategic you know it's not to hurt anyone it's to you know prune like god you know we hear that all the time you know we were pruning the tree so it's healthier like that's what it's about and it's it starts with me like i I got road rage (laughs) and in the name of jesus i don't have it anymore 
you know, I'm trying to be better about it, but when someone <laughs> going up Highway 89 up here and going towards <laughs> Bruton and they pass me and I'm already going 60, I'm like, <laughs> you devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was coming to your house today and <laughs> I'm the bad guy here. <laughs> well, we're both bad guys, I guess. I'm in the right lane. There's a, I'm probably going over the speed limit. And there's a guy in the left lane. He's going like way over the speed limit. And I see him in my rear view mirror way off. And I was like, uh, I got in his lane and made him slow down. <laughs> Just because I knew he was speeding way faster than he was supposed to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I knew what you were about to say. I knew what you were about to say. But, no, like, that was, you know, and I'm, I'm honest with that. And I think us being vulnerable with, are you know something that we're we're working to and Pythagoras said this the other day he's like when we struggle is like struggling is not a bad thing it's you know like if you're lifting weights your muscles are having tension put towards them and if you keep good form it's building a good habit yeah and us struggling like if we're you know struggling we're you know about to kill ourselves with the bar or whatever like that's bad but we have to have tension we have to have mm. resistance to build ourselves up so i just you know it's is it interesting you say that because i have i was taking a i took a day long class on some neurological stuff today and that was a large portion of the day it was the professor talking about how we have to overload ourselves in order to learn. And that's including neuromuscular or mentally. He was saying that, see, I knew that our bodies recovered when we slept. Hmm. I didn't realize that our brain synapses connect when we sleep also. Hmm. So Hmm. like if all this stuff you do to learn, like say you're, you're trying to learn these physical skills, whether you're learning a sport or you're learning a instrument or whatever. The best reference point I have is actually video games. There have been times I stayed up all night trying to beat a specific, yep. very difficult level and I could not do it. And I wake up the next day, first try, like it was nothing. Yeah. Mm. So basically what happens is when you go to sleep and you get good sleep, all the things you were training, the brain makes the connections. Mm. Mm. I found that very interesting. So maybe we need more naps. <laughs> Jesus nap. I don't like taking naps, so he like mm. makes a big deal. Are you you don't you don't like taking naps either? Is there somebody else like me? No, no listen, my body likes taking naps. It's not, it's not that I don't enjoy taking the nap. It's just that I know it messes up the rest of the day for me. Exactly. The, you know, we're just weak. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to like high five you. <laughs> Finally, there's somebody that feels the same way. Uh, no, I mean, like, um, I had this was mm, Saturday. Like, I had a really rough day Saturday, um, and. like was just really emotional. There was a lot of stuff going on and like, but it was like, I knew that it was like, I know that this isn't me, but I'm feeling all these things 
And it was like, I don't know. It was like, God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to go to sleep. And it was like, I woke up the next morning and like, it wasn't like perfect, but it was like, I, it's just like when you, it's one of those things. It's like, sometimes you just need a good night's sleep and like knowing that now it's like, sometimes, I mean, I know obviously there's scientific, you know, studies for it. It's like, sometimes you just have to shut up and go to bed. (laughs) Well, read us what you got. Okay. He did our neck roll for the audio <laughs> listeners. The neck roll to prepare for it. I just want didn't want them left out on that <laughs> magnificence. Also cleared my throat. You want some vocal exercises? Me, me, me. <laughs> I'll practice them before bed. Okay. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Anyways. The Lord has something to say. Yes. All right. Vulnerability is necessary for healing. Mm. The darts your enemy shoots at you are dipped in a poison called shame. No one would hide their snake-bitten, venom-infected wound from a doctor. But this is what happens when people are wounded. People withhold their infection from those charged to protect them. They even try to withhold the pain from me, but it is I who hold the anti-venom. Behold me on the cross, just as the bronze snake was lifted up on a pole for the Israelites in the wilderness. Put sin as an open spectacle. It has no power in the light. Reveal your infection to those who are trusted in your life. They will tell you the truth, and the infectious lie will be destroyed. Fungus grows in areas where there is no airflow or light, but dies when brought into open sunlight. There is no growth in hiding. Mm. <laughs> That's good, brother. Uh. So you talked about fungus. I didn't get to teach Sunday, but... God, Jesus talks to the disciples about beware the yeast or the leaven of Herod and the Pharisees. And like God was like, hey. And when you said that, it was just like, oh my God. Like everything <laughs> is connected because yeast is a food supplement. Mm-hmm. It's made to fill things out and rise, but it's not necessarily good for you. And it's also used to make alcohol. Mm-hmm. So when we get these spirits, they're a fungus. They grow. They they supplement what should be there. And see, having that political spirit or having a religious spirit, you get drunk on that. Mm. You get drunk on that kind of concept, and you don't want to let it go because it's empowering you, but it's a supplement for what's really real. That's Sorry, I t- derailed it just a little bit, but man, the where it was like you wouldn't hide your infection infected snake bite from a doctor. It's like, geez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Yeah. 
shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is the enemy's a liar. Mm. Yeah. That's why we hide it is because we yep. believe whatever he's saying to be true. Yeah. So we believe what he's told us we are or whatever whatever lies place in connection with this wound, there's shame connected to the lie. Yep. So then we don't want we don't want to show anybody. Yeah. It's dirty. Yeah. Well, it was just like this afternoon, like I was looking at my emails and got an email. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I need to go check on my bank. And then open up my bank app. And I was like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) And it was like, like all the shame like jumped on me. It's like, you're not, you know, providing for your family. You're not making enough. And it's, you're not doing this, that, and the other. And it's like, like, it was just like heavy. And it was like, God, I know you've got me. Like, I know you got me, but it was just like, as soon as like, it was, like, it was beating on me. And I had to be honest with Amy because like, like I, if I wasn't, it's just going to just like, just keep piling up. Like, you know, oh, well, I more, knew more. something was wrong. <laughs> I know, but you didn't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And like me and finances, like that's something I'm free from in the name of Jesus, like worrying about finances and like, cause it's always been like a, an open nerve, like someone just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like just having to be honest with it and, you know, be, you know, like, God won't just steward your money. The more you give me, the better I'm going to steward it, you know, and I'm trying to be faithful with what I've got because when I was at Gulf Breeze, man, I just bought whatever I wanted. Yeah. And it was like, what, you know, let's go to Chick-fil-A tonight. Let's yeah. go to Waffle House. Let's go to Texas Roadhouse. Let's go to La Hacienda. And now it's like, all right, you get this much. Yeah. And it's like, all right. I think that's good, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's training. Like, it's yeah. training both of us. It's It's taught us a lot about, like, just looking at how much we spent on convenience and like, I mean, I'm not saying like it's wrong to go out to eat or anything like that, but it's like, I enjoy doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, um, you know, if you're thinking about the future and like saving and planning and things like that, um, you know, being smart with your money and it's like, but it's also seeing just how much, how much of your money goes Where? wherever, mm-hmm. and it's taught us a lot about that. This actually isn't Dave Ramsey's quote. It's someone that he quotes, but I don't remember who it is. So I'm just going to say Dave Ramsey said it. Tell your money where to go, or you'll wonder where it went. Yeah. And that's where I'm learning too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's. I feel like it's God. I mean, he. I don't feel like it has to be this way, but a lot of the time it is where we won't change until we're put in a position where we have to change. Yeah. yeah. But the change is going to yield more fruit than if the change never happened. So, I mean, there's going to be a time where you guys can be like, man, I'm really glad it was tight for a while because we learned how to actually control our money and now look what we can do with the money, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I've been thinking on it. It's like everybody that has been successful in the ministry has had that period mm-hmm. 
it's very interesting. Like, I yeah. anyone that's like really successful as a minister has had that tight period in their yeah. lives. And I'm not saying like, oh, we're gonna be. No. Like, we are in the name of Jesus because He called us out of Babylon, the education system. <laughs> you can't say something. Like that. I can. I did. Because uh, it makes me like. Wah. But you know, He called us out of it, and He's like, "You're, you know, you're gonna do this," but it's like we have to steward that and like. I just I like I've been thinking out about it a lot, and I'm like, am I thinking about this wrong? Because literally everybody that I know that's been a successful in like some sort of ministry has had that learning and pruning period. You know, they might have grew up in it, but they've had that period. I don't know. I um, I'm with you. Now I never really thought about it that much, but. You're right. Most people that I know of that I feel like I know God raised where they are in ministry, they almost all went through a period where they had to depend on God mm-hmm. to deliver. I I had one pastor who uh, he went through a really hard time before he was a pastor. And I think the last money he had, he was at church and God said, give it to whatever speaker was there. And he was like, this is all I got. <laughs> And apparently he was at his house and he's like, man, I just wish I had a Whopper or something. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Someone knocked on his door and gave him a Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then he had a neighbor that he never spoke to. And they went, they came by and knocked on his door and they said, hey, we just had this chili and we wanted to see if you wanted any. And he had like no food, no money or anything. And God was just like bringing people to his door to give him food. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and I, I think just being open about it, being vulnerable about it, like that opens up, you know, you know, not like, hey, everybody, give me money. Yeah, nothing <laughs> like that. But it's like being open to the ones, like you said, the ones that you can trust is the key. Like, you know, confess your sins to one another. You know, I'm trying to remember the rest of that. It's the act. And your sins will be forgiven? Yeah, that one. I think that that's what it was. You know, like, we've got to be honest with one another. And that opens up so many other places. Yeah. Um, that was something that I was thinking about tonight that God was talking to me about. But I know that it's God and I know it's the Holy Spirit because when you were reading all that, I was like, that sounds like my notes. <laughs> Um, because like I was listening to something earlier today and um, it was just kind of talking about like honesty and you know knowing knowing your limitations and um, just kind of um Knowing, knowing like your own capacity, and um, <clears throat> I was just just thinking about like what, like I knew it 
you know, fed into what we were talking about. And, um, like you were talking about like bringing things to light. Um, one of the things I wrote down willing to be vulnerable. Um, we have to be willing to be vulnerable and bring issues to the light so we can avoid shame and guilt. And I saw a quote earlier today. Um, darkness thrives in darkness. So bring your troubles to the light. And, um, you know, whether you just need to talk about it to God, like sometimes it's like, it should just be between you and him, you know, but sometimes, um, you know, it's us being willing to be honest with somebody else. Um, you know, when we do that, like, I know that kind of happened to me the other day, like, um, you know, with this new company and everything, like Zach has a pretty defined job. He's the video editor and he, you know, but I don't really have that. And like, it's really been, you know, I mean, like there's stuff that I do, but like there's so many times when I've felt like you, like, I don't know, just the devil, like telling me like, you don't do enough and you need to do this, that, and you know, it, things that would really like be taxing on me, but it would potentially bring in money. But, um, you know, God told me to support Zach and that's what I'm doing. (laughs) And, um, you know, but it like, I don't know, it was just kind of like, well, am I doing it in the right way? Am I helping support what we're trying to do enough? And like, I've had these moments where I, I started doing it when I was like a teenager and it's like, I get really upset and I just, I start driving and I go for a drive and I don't want to stop and turn back around until I get it fixed. And in this last year, well, and Saturday being one of them, I had one of those moments. There was another one. It was like right after my grandfather died um, earlier this year. And, but it was me allowing something, like something, it's, it's quite ironic. But it's just like something literally like chasing me as far as like shame and guilt. And it's like, for whatever reason, it's like, I feel like if I just keep driving, I can drive away from it. And it's like, but Zach's always been with me. And Zach is like, why don't you turn the car around? And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't stop. And I know like, it's, it makes it sound like I'm totally crazy, but it's like, I don't, it's like when you just have those moments of like, I know that what I'm feeling is wrong and I have to be open about this because I don't want this to be a part of me. And, um, you know, it was the job and other things this past Saturday, just like from family to the job to money. And, you know, <clears throat> and Zach was like, what you're saying right now is a lie. And it was just like, I had to like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, I know I'm not supposed to be on this, you know, roller coaster of 
confidence. And Zach was like, well, you know, the devil is attacking something that is supposed to be something like a strong place for you is your confidence. And, um, I know the previous time, like when it came to like my grandfather, like he had been sick for a long time. And then, um, and like we prayed for him and our family was praying for him. And, you know, he was, he was a miracle. Like the doctors were saying that he was a miracle. Like, um, I won't go into all that, but I mean, like everything was saying that he should have died. And then it just, you know, things kept coming up and like, he, he got tired of fighting and like he had, you know, my grandmother passed away and, and earlier this year, like he just kind of came to the place where he was ready to go and he was ready to, you know, and, and everybody was having a really hard time with that. And like, I just, I had this night where it was like, I felt like I hadn't done enough to give him hope to keep living because it was like, because I know what's inside of me and I've, I tried to give that to him, you know, but he was ready to go. And it was just like, I just, I remember feeling so much guilt. Like I just hadn't done enough. Like I, I mean, he knew the Lord and everything and like, you know, but Um, and like, I don't have like a good answer for that, but like, it's like, I can't, I can't blame myself for that, you know? And, um, but it's like you were saying, like, there's sometimes where we have to like, I don't know if like come to the end of ourselves, but you were saying like, we have to like come to this place where it's like, we have to, we're put in a place where we have to confront the issue and, then we realize that's this is what I feel like you're talking about. I feel like this is the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm not certain. This is the way that it's been bouncing around in my mind. Mm -hmm. Scripture says that, you know, we shouldn't even count our present sufferings as anything compared to the glory they reveal within us. Yeah. The glory is already there. They reveal the glory inside of us. So I feel like all these pressings and crushings, what they do is they bring us to a place where we decide. We make the decision that we are like God and we're going to be like God. Yeah. But without the pressing and the crushing, we would not choose to be like God because we wouldn't have to. Yeah. But when we're put in a position where we have to, to be like God. God's trying to raise our character to his standard. But then once it's there, it's there forever. Um, yeah. Eternal glory. Good. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I was thinking about, about vulnerability, is a lot of people are okay with about, you know, complaining about something or getting on social media and saying this, that, or the other. But when it comes down to like something that is like actual needs to be fixed, like, and I've done this myself. It's like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll talk a big game, but 
when that shame's hitting me on some on a certain subject, yeah. mm, you won't ever hear me talk about it. <laughs> you know, and if it gets brought up, I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> Check <Yeah>. your heart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know it's, and I think that's something we need to be aware of is like, we don't have to put a false facade out. You know, oh well, I'm being vulnerable because I'm talking about this. It's like, well, if there's, you know, if you're I'm not saying everybody does this, but if there's that one thing that you're avoiding talking about, that's the thing that you need to bring to God. Yeah. And so. that's another, whenever there's a Christianese thing, I got to quote it, but secrets make you sick. Mm. And it's, it's so cool. Like just learning the way the Lord speaks to me. Cause when I write this, like he just gives me a line. I just write it. And then he just gives me another line, and I write it, and he gives me another line, and I write it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't plan these things out. Yeah. I just write whatever he's saying. So, like, sometimes I'm I'm getting the revelation, like, as he's saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when they put that bronze snake on a pole, which was the same thing as putting Jesus on the cross, like, that was Jesus putting sin out in the open Mm. You know, let's make a spectacle of sin. Let's put yeah. sin right in the middle of everything. And then you realize it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like really, Jesus getting absolutely torn to pieces. Scripture said he was, he became sin. Yeah. You know, when it's out in the open, it's ripped to shreds. Yeah. But when it's hidden in the dark, that's when it grows and kills. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. There, there, there are times in my life where I was shady, and I lived lies. <laughs> and shady shit. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to believe because I'm so far from that now. At least some of it. Some of it I'm not as far as I'd like to be. But um, during the time period where I was the most deceptive and the most hidden was when I was the most sick on the inside. (laughs) And I had to break away from the lie that I was living and be open to people about it in order to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went off on a tangent with my crazy drives. (laughs) Um, But like I was saying, like when you were reading... Um, I was, it was making me think of like what God was talking to me about. And this is Psalms 51, uh, 15 through 19. Lord, unlock my heart, unlock my lips and I will over, and I will overcome with my joyous praise for the source of your pleasure is not in my performance or the sacrifices I might offer you. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down at your feet. Because you favor Zion, because you favor Zion, do what is good for her. Be the protecting wall around Jerusalem. And when you are fully restored, and when we are fully restored, You will rejoice and take delight in every offering of our lives as we bring our sacrifices of righteousness before you in love. Um, And 
it's like when we come to the father like in um like it says like in tenderness or in vulnerability whatever you call it um you know he he wants to lift us up because he doesn't shame or guilt us and um i like i feel like a lot of times like in the psalms like there's kind of like this begging where it's like god please like lift me up but he he wants to lift us up and um you know, he, he does favor us. We are chosen. The word says we're ordained. He rejoices in us and he delights in us. And it's easy to be vulnerable with someone who you know is for you. Yeah. Um, and this is another verse um, I came across. This is Paul encouraging the Corinthian church. This is 2 Corinthians 7, 1 through 4. Um, Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. Let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. And um, it's funny, like, that was like, that part is its own section. And the next section starts with, please open your hearts to us. Like, he's like, please be honest with us. We have not done wrong to anyone, nor led anyone astray, nor taken advantage of anyone. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I said before that you are in our hearts and we live or die together with you. I have the highest confidence in you and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me and made me happy despite all of our troubles. And I don't know, just reading that where it's like, I mean, this was a church that, you know, Paul was ministering to and, you know, wanted to take care of. And he's like, please, like, let us know what's going on so we can help you. He's like, I'm not trying to condemn you. I don't want to, yeah. like you said, lead you astray. Um, you know, it's like, you know, bring, let's bring things into the light so we can lift each other up. I mean, he's like, we're in this together, you know, life or death. And, um, you know, that's how God feels about us. And that's how we should be with each other and just wanting to, it's like if somebody, someone makes a mistake or they sin or, you know, they stumble, whatever, like it's, we shouldn't, you know, condemn them or shame them. You know, it's, you know, there may be things that we don't necessarily like agree with, and, you know, it's like, I love you. I don't agree with this, but, you know, I still, I still want to be connected to you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, we can't, we can't play the shame game. Like we, we don't have the right to do that. Yeah. John three seventeen talks about. Jesus came to the world to be its savior, not to condemn it and judge it. If he didn't come here to do it, we sure can't do it. And the Psalms, what Psalm was that? 51. 51. I'm not 100% sure about this, but this just sprung to mind. When David became king, there was also another king that was in Judah, or vice versa. Like, Israel was split to and that psalm it was talking about you know bringing israel back together you know the walls around jerusalem and everything 
Like, people would have known that David was, you know, having difficulties, but only God and the close people around him would have really understood, like, David's struggle with not, you know, having the full kingdom under his rule at that point because it was rightfully his. And that psalm, I'm assuming, I don't know, but I just felt it. Mm-hmm. Um feels that way but you know there were several instances where you know david was having somebody trying to take israel out of his control and everything so that that's where i was getting from that side of things well no first jackal samuel no yeah (laughs) our first movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) our series Mm, there you go you got anything chad you got anything else, love? Um, like, I don't know, just in thinking about, like, I know when I was really learning about, um, how to control my emotions or learn that my emotions don't control me. Um, I'm not saying that I'm perfect with that all the time, obviously, since I go on crazy car drives <laughs> um, or did. But um, like knowing that I can express my emotions to God you know, but he is the one that tells me which ones are valid and which ones aren't, um, or which ones are, you know, I'm feeling this because I believed a lie. Um, and like, I really liked, um, yeah, you had the darts of your enemy. They're dipped in poison called shame. And, um, I don't know, it's just something like, like this topic is like close to my heart because it's something that I really, I mean, we all have to, but I know, um, there was just so much that I wanted to keep secret, but it was like, no matter who I thought I was fooling, like God still knew everything. (laughs) And like, I probably wasn't that great at fooling people anyway. Um, But I just, I appreciate like when I read the Psalms, like David's vulnerability. And I know like we kind of have to read it from a New Testament perspective. Um. No, we have to read it from a New Testament perspective, but, um, but just, it's like he knew how God thought about him or he had a better understanding than the people around him. And it was like, like I've told, I've told people this because some, somebody told it to me and I tell it to, you know, people that I try to encourage and everything. It's like, you know, God's a big boy and he can take it when you (laughs) come to him with these sort of, you know, with your anger or with whatever, Mm -hmm. but he like, he's going to tell you 
if you're right or you're wrong, you know, and um well, usually Joe. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look at Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I bet he wanted to just stick his head head in the dirt <laughs> like I'm done. Um, I'd like to go back and like I I read Job in the last like couple years, but I'd like to go back and read it again because it's just like I know it's a hard book to read, but just when you get to the end, and it's just like getting that perspective. It's just like okay. I'm cool. <laughs> but then it was, you know, cause it yeah. was just like, okay, God, you know, but, um, I don't know. It's like, I, it's interesting how like, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I know that I'm dead to sin and I'm dead to these things but the devil is really sneaky and he tries to even manipulate things that are good into um, creating shame um, for believers. And like, you know, that's something like I was talking about with my grandpa and other things where it's like, you know, did I pray enough? Did I do enough of this? Did I... Um, you know, and, you know, and God corrects us and he, um, guides us, but it's like, as long as I'm being honest with him and I'm following what he's saying, like, I don't have to be afraid if I did enough or, um, you know, if I am doing something from the wrong place yeah. and I don't know, I don't, I don't want to keep going on and on, but like, I know I haven't talked about it at all on the show, but I've alluded to it um, just in wanting to share things but like this past year like my parents have been going through a divorce and it was finalized a week or two ago and like it's really been I mean I've been through difficult things but like this has been a very difficult thing and it's just like there's so many times when it's like I don't know what the right thing to do is and like but when I'm honest with God about that like he you know whether it's like you a lot of times he'll be like you do know and um and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> but he, he's like, yeah, you do know. You know because, like, you know what's in the word. And Or he'll tell me, you need to go and read the word because you need to go find out. And, like, he'll... He's just really shown me through this process just another 
just going deeper into how he's a good father and somebody that I can trust. Um, because, you know, it's something that I've never experienced before. And, you know, I'm thankful for the people around me that, you know, I hate that they've experienced it too, but, you know, they've been through it and they can help me understand. But, you know, I, I know we've all been there where it's like, God, I've never been through this before. And it's not something that we necessarily have control over. We can't control how people act or respond or whatever. But, um, and being honest that I don't know is where I can start to, it's like admitting that there's a problem is the start to fixing the problem. Yeah. So. One thing that you're bringing up, um, the devil deals in shame. God deals in growth mm. in a healthy way. And if you, if someone is dealing with shame, that's not God. Like anytime you hear that voice and like, is it God? You know, I don't know if it's God. If it's, it's making you feel shamed, it ain't God. That mm. ain't his, his MO. You know, if you are being presented this is what's happening and this is the way you can grow through this that's god but god never you know shames or mocks yeah you know he doesn't like hey shad how are you doing today and breaks your arm and like i love you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not how god works <laughs> you know I, I know that's a a very visual thing but you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, God did this to me. No, God God does not, you know, do that. He doesn't mm-hmm. put you on blast. You know, he's just like, hey, man, you need to fix this. I'm going to be there with you. Yeah. Not like, oh, you're a, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. <laughs> you know, like it's nothing like that. So I just want to kind of put that little stamp on there. Yeah. Amen. Is that your prayer this week? <laughs> <laughs> so be it. Sorry, I'm running out of gas. <laughs> I don't know what kind of gas that is, but <laughs> you want to pray us out? I can do that. You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you for teaching us how to be vulnerable. You demonstrated vulnerability. You're a father who doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. And God, we walk after you. And we just thank you for leading us to learn this valuable character trait of vulnerability. And vulnerability is not weakness. It is strength. And vulnerability does not protect us. It prevents us from being healed. Rather, opposite. (laughs) Avoiding vulnerability does not protect us. It prevents us from being healed. And um, it's a beautiful thing in your eyes. It's a sweet scent to you for your children to be vulnerable and honest and, um, yeah, so again, we just thank you for teaching us this so that we can have its sweet fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Well, there you have it, everybody. It's vulnerability, part two. Hot and fresh. Out the kitchen. <laughs> yes, I am referencing that. There's also an audio version of this show. Yep. If you want to check it out, you can just look up Be A Light Show on any podcast service. Every week, there's a new episode out at 5 o'clock on Mondays. Mm -hmm. If you go over to the Facebook page, you can watch along. We try to jump in there and chat yep. as much as we can. As I get a little, a little burp right there. We like talking with you guys. Yeah, we love getting to converse and everything. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, message us. We'd love to partner in prayer with you. Um, we would love to have your support financially as well. If you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash be a light. Toss us a few dollars there. Keep the lights on. Help us grow this show. Because we've got not just this, but we've got so many other things that we're wanting to do. So check it out. Support us there. And if you're like, but I need some swagalicious merch. Swag. You're wanting to be lit fam. Then I'm married. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, she is for life. Forever and ever. <laughs> forever. You can check out. We have awesome t-shirt designs. Yep. Um, check them out. The link is down in the description below. They're awesome. Uh, crafted with love from my hands. My hands crafted them. You designed them. I crafted them. They're handcrafted <laughs> designs okay. from my hands. So there you have it, everybody. Thank you so much. Share. Yes. Sharing is caring. Share the episode. Share the page. Get people on this. Let's get people fired up. Let's be lit, fam. This has been Zach. And Amy. And Chad. And Zach. <laughs> have a blessed week. Goodbye. Thank you.